Section 7 of Criminal Investigation, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Maxwell. Criminal Investigation, A Practical Handbook for Magistrates, Police Officers, and Lawyers, Volume 3, by Hans Gross. Translated by John Adam and John Collier Adam. Bodily Injuries and Poisoning Continued Section 9. Abortion In a country like India, where the laws of society exercise the most vigorous and vigilant control imaginable over the conduct of females, and where six-sevenths of the widows, whatever their age or position in life may be, are absolutely debarred from remarriage, and are compelled to rely upon the uncertain support of their relatives, it is scarcely surprising that great crimes should be frequently practiced to conceal the results of immorality, and that the procuring of criminal abortion should, especially, be an act of almost daily commission, and should have become a trade among certain of the lower midwives or dais. No one who has even superficially come in contact with the people, who is but acquainted with their ordinary terms of abuse, above all who knows something of what is revealed in medical practice and the proceedings of the criminal courts, can doubt that these words of Cheevers are about as true today as when they were written. Cases of abortion or supposed abortion must inevitably come for final report to the hands of the medical expert. But here, as in other directions, the investigating officer must possess such elementary knowledge as will enable him to grasp the situation when he arrives first on the scene and collect and preserve for the expert everything of a suspicious character. The external condition of the patient, the expelled matter, and any suspicious mineral or vegetable debris lying about should all be scrutinized with the most assiduous care. At the same time, great caution must be used. In the first place, miscarriage may be perfectly natural or caused by accidental violence. Disease in the mother, mental shock, or even a predisposition towards miscarriage may be the cause. Again, exceptionally violent exercise, a blow or fall, or even tight lacing may produce the same effect. Again, the matter expelled may not be an embryo at all. A blood clot, a tumor, or other internal growth may be naturally extruded. In the latter case, any suspicious matter will of course be carefully preserved for future examination. Further, the investigating officer must remember that many abortifacients, and especially the minerals as arsenic and mercurial compounds, are employed as poisons and medicines, and therefore their mere discovery in a dwelling is no conclusive proof of abortion though combined with other circumstances, it may go far as cooperative evidence. In India, a common, perhaps the most common, expedient is the use of the abortion stick. Just as in Europe, the discovery in a case of supposed abortion of a piece of prepared sponge, of a knitting needle, or of a vaginal irrigator, will at once arouse or confirm suspicion, so in India the discovery of an abortion stick, or a portion thereof, will justify the worst assumptions. The stick is either a twig of the abortificient plant itself, or an ordinary twig wrapped round with cotton and covered with the abortificient in the form of a paste. This is inserted into the vagina and applied to the mouth of the womb. The stick must, of course, be sufficiently rigid, and care must be exercised lest it break internally. Cases are reported where pieces of such a stick have on post-mortem examination been found inside the womb itself. The plants the twigs of which are most commonly used for this purpose, either in their natural state or dipped in asafoetida, are the lausitra, the oleanders, and less commonly, 
the euphorbias, or milkbush. The juice of these plants may also be administered internally as an irritant, but the effect may be more dangerous to the patient. The lalcitras commonly used are the plumbago xylanica and the plumbago rosea. The former bear small white flowers, very clammy and disagreeable to the touch. The latter, rosy scarlet flowers of moderate size. The blue-flowered plumbago, so common as hedgerows in South India, is the plumbago compensus. The active principle is called plumbagan. Figure 120 is a representation of the plumbago xylanica. The white or pink sweet-scented oleander, nerium odorum, is frequently also used by women for suicidal purposes and also ignorantly for venereal diseases, so the presence of the plant does not always indicate criminal abortion. Its physiological action resembles that of digitalis. It is represented in figure 121. The yellow or bastard oleander, Cerbera thavidia, figures 122 and 123, and the Cerbera odalum, figure 124, produce effects similar to the true oleander and are used similarly. The Cuscutta reflexa is said to be largely used in the Punjab, figure 125. The juices of all these plants may be used as ingredients of pastes or other preparations to be placed on the extremities of ordinary or cotton-wound sticks. In addition, the most common agents are jaquarity, marking nut, madar, and especially it is said in Bombay, red lead. The jaquarity, or Indian licorice, Abrus peccatorius, has red or white seeds about one-third of an inch long and a quarter of an inch wide, having on one end a black spot. They are used as weights by goldsmiths under the name of ratty. Average weight, one and three-quarters grains. Mater, Calotropsis gigantea, and Calotropsis procera are almost alike. They grow everywhere, bearing rose and purple flowers. Cameron remarks, page 488, They are unquestionably handsome flowering shrubs, and nothing but their extreme commonness in the jungle and by the wayside excludes them from admission into the garden. The milky juice or the root bark is extensively used for skin diseases, as a debilitory, a purgative, a cattle poison, an infanticide, and an abortificient. Figure 126 depicts the stem, leaf, and flower, and figure 127 the root, of Calotropsis gigantea. Marking nut, Cynocarpus anacardium, is shown in figure 128. The bruised nut is a strong irritant. It is used for disfigurement in infidelity, as vitriol is in Europe, and also by malingerers for imitating wounds and for bringing false charges. Lyon, page 494, says, Marking nuts, in the dry condition in which they are usually met with, are black in color and more or less heart-shaped, with a rough projection at the base. They measure, excluding this projection, in longest diameter from about 7 to 11 tenths of an inch, and weigh from about 25 to 55 grains each. They have a thick cellular pericarp, the cells of which contain the irritant juice. Inside the pericarp is a large, flat, non-acrid kernel. The oily juice of the bruised nut turns black when exposed to the air. Many other plants are also used as decoctions for this purpose. Of these, the most dangerous is aconite, already referred to under poisons. The most powerful and that generally sold in Indian bazaars is the Acontium ferrox, 
the poison. The Acontium napolis, very similar, is the common English monk's hood. Other species are also found, all grown mainly in northern India. The simplest physiological test is the unmistakable tingling sensation on the tongue. The dried root, three to four inches long, is very like horseradish, but the latter is lighter in color and less tapering in shape. It also has straight rootlets. Papaya seeds, carrot seeds, and croton oil are also used. Of the common European aborsufficients, the following are occasionally used in India. Savin, Juniperus sabina, Rue, Ruta graviolens, Yew, Taxus baccata, Tansy, Tanacetum vulgare, and the grain fungus ergot. Where there are specimens of these trees, and especially of the Savin, growing in the botanical gardens of European towns, they are generally found robbed of their young shoots and leaves by the many women desiring to use them as abortificients. It will be sufficient for the investigating officer to make himself acquainted with the appearance of the more common Indian plants, which we have described or pictured, and in suspicious circumstances to make a careful search for twigs, leaves, roots, nuts, seeds, or portions thereof, which may have been carelessly thrown aside as useless. End of section 7